Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Faster than a speeding bullet. Lincoln is a bad mother. We're just talking about Lincoln. Good morning and happy Thursday. You are listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him all this week, pretty much. And tomorrow is Raven Monday. He will be back next Tuesday. On Monday, you will be inside of the Lincoln Ware Show with Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, do you have any idea what you're going to talk about on Monday? Well, it's, it's going to be a lot of uh, sex talk involved. Oh, so, Of course. And since you're going to be running the board, it's going to be a great day for both of us. <laughs> we shall see. I'll be at your mercy, and I just, whew, pray for me over the weekend, please, and thank you. I, I just I just know I'm going to need prayer. So I, I ask that in advance. Amen and amen again. But happy Wednesday and good morning. A lot to talk about today. Um, really not going to waste no time getting into it. Uh, I want to start off by asking one simple question. White Lion, I hope you've woken up and, 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 and paying attention. And I hope you call me immediately because this question is directed at you. What are you going to do about white on white crime? That's my question. What are you going to do about all this white on white crime? Because it's getting, it's getting out of hand. It's been out of hand for quite some time now. But what are you going to do about all this white on white crime? Your people is acting up yet again. And, you know, the same way you get on here and you jump on here and you ask all the black people that that listen to the show and that that that, you know. Patronize or, 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 or patrons of 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 the comment section on the on the Facebook live. The same way you ask all of us what we going to do about black on black crime. I just want to know what are you going to do about all this white on white crime? Because your people acting up. In Maine, and I don't mean, and I don't mean to make it like a joking manner, but I, I, I genuinely want to know. In Maine, there have there was there has been an active a couple of active uh, mass shootings. Um, they have identified the shooter. Let's see here. His name is Robert Card. They uh, authorities have identified the main shooting suspect as Robert Card, a trained firearms instructor in the U.S. Army Reserve. According to multiple reports, he was recently released from a mental health facility. The suspect is still at large. Um, Card is a trained firearms instructor believed to be in the Army Reserve stationed out of Seiko, Maine. According to law enforcement, Card recently reported mental health issues to include hearing voices and threats to shoot up the National Guard base in Seiko, Maine. Carr was also reported to have been committed to mental health facility to a mental health facility for two weeks during the summer of 2023, and subsequently released. He was also last known to be operating a Maine registration. Um, to like the license plate number, I think they said is nine two four six PD. 
2013 white Subaru Outback with a black bumper. The subject should be considered armed and dangerous and caution should be used if contact is made with car or the vehicle. Now I kept seeing somebody say in the comments of one of the many, you know, social media posts about this. Um, there were some comments floating around that he was apprehended, but I haven't seen that confirmed in any news. So if y'all got a, like a reliable source that says that he has been apprehended, please let me know. But from what I'm seeing, they're saying that he's still at large. Libson police chief is urging, um, this is where, you know, the, the mass shootings happened yesterday. Libson police chief urges residents to report anything suspicious as the search continues. And, uh, they are currently in a, um, what do they call it? Shelter in place. So they have urged the citizens of Lewiston to stay inside, you know, don't go anywhere. This person's still at large. You are not safe. So just stay in the house. Um, he conducted this at a bowling alley called Just In Time Recreation. Um, they said it happened around close to 7 o'clock last night. And there was also a few other mass shootings. Like, there was a few other instances. They said there was something that happened at a, a shooting that happened at a, a nearby bar. And I believe... Uh, there was somewhere else too. They said it was a bar and somewhere else. Let me see where else they said it was. But I know it was like a bar and it was the bar. It was, and I think I said a, a local Walmart, if I'm not mistaken, they said it was a, a local Walmart. Um, but they stated that the male suspect is believed to be in Lewiston and told residents to shelter in place. The department shared two images of the suspect on Facebook and advised residents to stay off the streets and law as law enforcement attempts to resolve the situation. Law enforcement in Ando Scroggin County are investigating two active shooter events. Um, and they are encouraging all businesses to lock down and or close while they investigate. There's a pretty clear, if you search, there's a pretty clear picture of his face. I don't know if, if you know, the Lincoln Ware show reaches the corners of Maine and anybody in Maine is listening, but if you are, stay in the house. Keep yourself safe. But also, again, what are what are what are those people gonna do about that white on white crime? Is my question. I'd love I'd I'd love to hear something. I'd love to hear an explanation. Because every time anything happens involving black people in crime that's the that's the first question that gets asked oftentimes by white lion so i just want to know white lion what are you going to do about white on white on right crime today just a question there's also some some people who feel like this whole situation is nothing more than a propaganda, you know, trying to sway the 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 news cycle away from Israel and Palestine and, and you know, American occupation over in Palestine. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people who feel that way. I know there's probably going to be somebody to call in today with that same sentiment, but I also would like to encourage us to understand that we have the ability as a people, we have the ability to be multifaceted. We can focus on more than one thing at a time. Like that actually is a skill that we have. 
We can focus on a mass shooting, yet another display of white and white crime. We can we can focus on that and we can focus on Israel and Palestine. While also focusing on what's happening in our own government. You know, the Republicans, they just they finally found themselves a House Speaker. It is Louisiana Republican Mike Johnson, I believe his name is. Uh, Rep. Mike Johnson, he is the new Speaker of the House. Um, He has been a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump and was a key congressional figure in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Um, He was first elected to the House in 2016 and serves as vice chairman of the House Republican Conference, as well as GOP duty whip and assistant leadership role. An attorney with a focus on constitutional law, Johnson joined a group of House Republicans in voting to sustain the objection of the electoral votes on January 6th. During Trump's first impeachment trial in January 2020, Johnson, along with a group of other GOP lawmakers, served a largely ceremonial role in Trump's Senate impeachment team. Johnson also sent an email from a personal email account in 2020 to every House Republican soliciting signatures for an amicus brief in the long-shot Texas lawsuit seeking to invalidate electoral college votes from multiple states. So all that to say that he is an avid Trump supporter. Now, Donald Trump, he didn't outright endorse him as House Speaker, but he did, you know, jump on Twitter because, you know, he back on Twitter. He did jump on Twitter just to say, I have just called, or he did jump on Twitter just to say, um, in 2024, we will have an even bigger and more important win. My strong suggestion is to go with the leading candidate, Mike Johnson, and get it done fast. Johnson serves on the Judiciary Committee and the Armed Services Committee. He is also a former chair of the Republican Study Committee. I also read a little bit about him because I wanted to understand who he was. I had never heard his name before. I'm not going to lie to you. I had no idea who he was. So I read a little bit on him because I wanted to know who was my nation's current House Speaker. And apparently he was like some kind of conservative radio host, talk show host as well. Um, So you can kind of just understand, to to get an understanding of who he is as a person. When you hear the term Trump supporter, he not... He's exactly what you think he is, <laughs> for lack of a better description. He's exactly what you think he is. He's a Trump supporter. Now, he put out a statement that he said he had never even considered the office before somebody had suggested it to him. Like it wasn't like he was never on his agenda to run for this office. But, you know, he takes on the the responsibility and he appreciates the support from, you know, his fellow house members and, and, and other candidates who had t- t- tossed their hats in the ring and then withdrawn. Um, I believe it was Jim Jordan who um, put out a statement that, you know, the reason for him withdrawing his, his bid for that seat was because he wanted to throw all of his support behind Mike Johnson. I mean, did we expect anything less? We 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 surely we couldn't have expected for the Republicans to put anybody in in the seat of House Speaker who was not going to be pro Trump, no matter how divided and like messy the GOP party seems right now. They they are smart enough to know that this whole fight about who House Speaker was going to be or end up, they're smart enough to know that we can't keep this going for too much longer, because now we starting to look crazy. Now we starting to look like we not unified, and that's a problem. 
at some point we're going to have to pick somebody because the longer we drag this out the 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 let the the less unified we seem and we have to remain we have to maintain some sense of unification in order to push our agendas in in order to give our 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 voters confidence in in continuing to support this party we we can't we can't drag this along too much longer cuz now we starting to and, and somebody on the Facebook live said starting to look crazy they have always been crazy those of us with common sense know that <laughs> those of us who have the common sense enough not to back that party know that they've been looking crazy what i mean by that is looking crazy to their voters looking crazy to their support base they the, the the people who have already been disillusioned to vote for said party to be a trump supporter those people those people value a sense of unification those people value a sense of of togetherness they understand that we are stronger together than we ever have been apart separate or 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 you know isolated one thing I can give to 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 a white supremacist mindset is that they understand the value of uni- of, of 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 being unified. They understand the value of 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 the power in numbers. You can't you can't get over with something like white supremacy with just two or three of y'all in agreement. It got to be a whole lot of y'all to agree on that point. But you know. That is the state of the American government currently. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough, a rough election year. I can see it coming. It's gonna be it's already been rough, but it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna get rough. So prepare yourselves. Make sure you stay you stay you know informed about what's going on. Make sure you vote in all your local elections and do what you need to do to make sure you are registered come next November because we got some work to do. I got to go to this break. When I come back, I'll get into some other news. White line, I'm still waiting on you. If you want to talk to me about what you're going to do about some white on white crime today, I would love to hear your, vo- you hear your voice today. <laughs> hear your hear your thoughts. Call me at 513-749-1230. It's 1230 AM. The buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Just like music. Twelve thirty a.m. The bus of Cincinnati. I said the bus. The bus of Cincinnati. Your talk station. You're listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him is Raven Mundy. I am also live on Facebook. So if you want to check out the Facebook Live, just go to the Buzz page, like you always do every day for Lincoln Ware. I am over there as well. If you want to check out what's going on on the Facebook Live, um, once again, just putting that question out there to any of our our white counterparts who listen. What are you going to do about white and white crime? You know, y'all have a have a a history, a reoccurring history of of committing such acts as this. In Maine, um, they suspect a man by the name of Robert Carr to have committed a couple of mass shootings. Um, one, particularly at a bowling alley in Lewiston, Maine, police said 50 to 60 people were injured and 16 were killed. Sadly, the number has been updated currently to 22. Maine police say that the male suspect is believed to be still in Lewiston and told residents to shelter in place. The department shared two images of the suspect on Facebook and advised residents 
and stay off the streets as law enforcement attempts to resolve the situation. They are encouraging businesses to lock down and or close while they investigate as the suspect is still at large. There are also reports of shots fired at a Walmart and a local bar. Um, Police are also looking for a car belonging to the male suspect. I think in the last, um, I think they said he was last seen in a white Subaru Outback with a black bumper. Apparently he has recently been released from a mental health facility. He also um, recently reported mental health issues to include hearing voices and threats to shoot up the National Guard base and was reported to have been yeah, reported to have been committed to a mental health facility for two weeks during the summer of this year and sub- subsequently released. Um, he is considered armed and dangerous, and they say caution should be used if contact is made with card or the vehicle. He is a trained firearms instructor. So he know what he's doing with a weapon. But that was my, that was my simple question. Um, I, I was going to do 513, but I don't think I have the information for it today. So I will try to get a hold of that. And then I'll let you know about the 513 bus. But I will go ahead and talk to Miss Lisa Baker. How are you doing today? Good morning, Raisin. Good morning, listeners. Today our investigators need your help. Um, we had an early morning shooting at 5 a.m., Logan and Green Street. We have one person in the hospital suffering from a gunshot wound. Our District 1 detectives, they're requesting anybody who was out at 5 a.m. I don't know. I was home. I was asleep. But anybody who was out at 5 a.m. that has any information regarding this most recent shooting at Logan and Green Street, give Crime Stoppers a call. Also, um, our most recent homicide, our 59th homicide of the year, which was so tragic, it happened yesterday about 8 o'clock in the morning in District 3 around the 3300 block of River Road, vehicle traveling on River Road, struck by a gunshot, the driver, a female, 33 years old, is deceased. In the passenger seat was a male victim. He's, he was shot as well. He's in the hospital. And, Raven, a baby, a baby in the Jesus. car. Baby in the car, unhurt, thank God. But how traumatizing yeah. is this going to be for this child? I don't know the age of the child. However, I just can't imagine a vehicle uh, after the victim was killed by the gunshot it jumped the curve, went into the bushes. We had to have the tow truck pull the Kia out of the bushes. And we're just requesting anyone who has any information. Again, this was about 7.50 a.m., 3300 block of River Road. If you got any information, our homicide detectives would love that information. Give us a call, 513-352-3040. I appreciate your call, Lisa Baker. Thanks. Thank you. And, of course, I appreciate you, White Lion, for giving me a call today. What are you going to do about white-on-white crime? Uh, okay, well, let me first start off this conversation with saying that, that any kind of crime involving shooting, and I said this from day one, I don't know why it's this perception that, like, I have this, like, like focus in on black. Like, we talk about, like, what's going on at the moment. So uh, I was reading some statistics when I heard you talking about you know, saying my name. Of course you are. Uh, so I had to look it up because I wanted to come, you know, like, so I believe, and if my math is correct, I looked at it and I was looking at some stats. It said about 3,000 people have died in mass shootings this year alone. Okay? Terrible. 
And then I'm like, all right, well then, well, what's some black on black crime? Because of course, I because of like, course, because on, that's no, what happens. Just, that's what happens every time we have this conversation. I know because you, you can't just because focus you on just, you because you can't just focus like because you people. because you can't just focus on what uh, on the topic at hand. That's the, that's the entire point of me asking the question, White Lion, because you pick and choose when you want to focus on the topic at hand. Before you even said that, oh, I looked up some statistics. I knew you did. <laughs> I didn't have, you didn't have to tell me. I knew you did. When walking into this conversation, I knew the first thing out of your mouth was going to be some statistics that didn't have nothing to do with the conversation. But continue. Oh, all right, right. Oh, hello? You, you on? Oh, I figured you done hung up on me because I was about to hit you with some truth. All right, so... On a yearly average, black-on-black murders are 15,000 a year, okay? Now, all right, that's why it seems like it's more a little bit in the spotlight than, okay, and you, and you clearly said that this dude, now, now, if I were to say, now, before we knew this, if I were to come on here and I was like, hey, dude was mentally ill, like, blah, 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 so you'd be like, ah, uh, that's just an excuse every time someone, but like, he, he, could you imagine having voices? I, like, I was reading the story this morning, and they were talking about how this dude had voices in his head telling him to go shoot up some military base or something like that. Like, could you imagine having a voice in your head telling you to do something like that? No, because it's never happened to me before, but it also doesn't I, excuse I understand the crime. it's never happened to me before. You see what I'm saying? It's never happened to me. I've never had a voice be like, hey, let's go shoot. You know what I mean? Like, so apparently there. Okay, we can all agree that there's a. Let's we'll take the race out of it for a second. No, a no, second. we can't no, do that. We'll <laughs> we can't do it. that. See, not, no, saying. we cannot take the race out of it when you just sat up here and quoted me statistics based on race. White lion, what are you? Nah, I'm not. I'm not that simple. I don't know what you thought this was, but I ain't that simple. You just sat up here and quoted me statistics based based on nothing other than race, and then you said, "Well, let's take race out of it." Come on, white lion. Hey, I said take it out for a second. I said we'll come back to it. Yeah, you, you see, you always try to like make it to where like I'm not like, making I it to nothing. Trying I'm to trying to get it. you to stay on but topic. Again, I'm trying to get you to stay on topic. That's all I'm doing. All right, but it all comes together. The thing here is, is we have a problem with mental health in this in this in this uh, country, right? <laughs> right? Do we have a problem with black on black killing each other every day? So we have problems. We have problems. Are you going to answer the question or not? I went with the question. I didn't hear you. I was in my own. My, what what are you question? going to do about white on white crime, white land? Uh, like, I, it's not white. Did he just kill all white people? What are you going to do about white on white you crime, white land? You won't answer that. This isn't white on white. What right? are you and going to do about white on white crime, white land? Shooting line? anybody that was in what his What are you going to do about white, white on white crime, white land? Did he kill all white people? What are you going to do about white on white crime? I, I'm, okay. I'm, I, I can almost guarantee that he killed some white folks. What are you going to do uh, yeah, no, 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 about white on white crime? Folks too. I'm not asking about them. I'm asking you about the no, white that, ones. What is he? The question, all right, white, well, if you're not going to answer the question, we can't have a conversation. <laughs> I asked you one question. I asked you a simple question. You couldn't answer it. So we don't have to keep talking. You don't. I'm not gonna give you the chance to tiptoe and tap dance around the question when I'm only asking one question, and you couldn't answer it because you know, like 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 we know when you ask the, the that same stupid question in reverse, that is not even a question worth asking. 
The same way you continue to bring up that same question every time we talk about anything in regards to how black people are facing oppression from every side. How crimes are committed against us constantly. With no accountability taken. And you spew that out of your mouth as some sort of way to, 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 to direct us off of the, the topic at hand. You know it's a dumb question. That's why you can't answer it. And so maybe you should stop asking it. Maybe you should stop calling in here with these stupid statistics that don't have nothing to do with what we're talking about and stay on topic. But I guess I just proved that you don't have the ability to do that anyway. So it is what it is. I got to go to this break. When I come back, if you want to talk to me, 513-749-1230 is the number to get on board. It's 1230 AM, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. We're upping the ante on Russ Parr's grocery giveaway. Yes, we do it every day. Yes, we're upping it to $150. We ask you a question and you win. Hi, who's this? My name is Tiffany. I'm going to ask you a really tough question. When preparing pig's feet, do you use the tail of the pig, the snout of the pig, or C, the feet of the pig? I think I'm going to go with C. You're too smart for me. You're too smart for me. It's that simple. Monday through Friday at 7.35 a.m. Eastern Time, Russ Parr's Everyday Grocery Giveaway gives you $150 on your favorite station. 12.30 The Buzz. 12.30 a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You are listening to The Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him is Raven Mundy. And had a very, what I found to be a very amusing conversation with White Lion. Just wanted to know what he what he planned on doing about white and white crime. Of course, he couldn't answer the question. And I didn't really expect him to. But, you know, if you think you could, call me, 513-749-1230, and we can get into it. Going to the phones and talking to Twin. How you doing, Twin? Good morning, cuz. How you doing? Why you do that man like that, pull his whole car like that? He couldn't do nothing about it. I'll tell you what's going to happen. The government needs to really step in. White on white, black on black, it's crazy, man. They focus their mind over there in Israel and can't focus their mind at home. Somebody done broke into their crib and they don't care. <clears throat> I don't know. All this shooting and everything, and it's finally, I want to know, know how long it's going to be on the news and stuff since that guy uh, went crazy or whatever they call him crazy. That's premeditated murder, though what he just did. Can't you agree, Raven? Premeditated murder in what way? But didn't he didn't didn't he thought about it, whatever, or something like that. They had records on him uh thinking about it. He going through uh what they say he had a Well he said he didn't say that he wanted to shoot up like the places that he shot up. He said he was thinking about shooting up um the the base where he was stationed, I believe. The the Army Reserve base. Okay. Did all right, they know he was going to do that. Why they uh, arrest him like that? I'm, Why they I'm arrest not sure him I can then? answer that question. That's why I'm talking about stupid stuff like that. See, they like, they let hit stuff, he, uh, the storm come over. When the storm over, they want a bomb rush and everything else. Just like other politicians around here. They try to come to, come to the black community, ask for a vote or whatever. Then after that, ha-ha, got your vote, see you in four years. Man, that's why I don't get get into that little crazy, stupid stuff like that. I know Raven, you go 
cussed me out, yell at me because you saying I mentioned voting and everything to each his own. It's just my idea. And, you know, my prerogative, I, I just can't get into it no more like that. I voted one time for the first time for Obama, for him, you know, as a black person, to, you know, set a record, first black man to be president. After that, I voted for him because I thought he was going to take care of uh, the black community and stuff, which ain't wrong. And I really voted for him because I thought he was going to shake down Chicago. Mm -hmm. But I see he failed on every point. Only thing he sent out was Obama phone and Obamacare. That's the only two good things he did in America. Like, he did a little something or whatever, but he keep on going to sleep or studying on something wrong with his mind or dimension coming the book. But the only thing I'm asking is that we all come as one, man. America's not going to get no better, all this killing and everything, until the government put a stop to it. You NRA, y'all pass them laws, let them pass them laws and everything else with these guns, and they're acting a donkey out here. And you see why the black community messed up, because you white folks came in and uh, messed it up for us. We was all right. But y'all want to put cases on us, and y'all tricked us like the enemy, and the black folks fell for it. Y'all locked our leader up and everything, and man, look what we got. And y'all want to come out selling the railroads and everything, but y'all ain't never come up with no idea how y'all going to treat the black folk. Just like they say they're going to give us off. We waiting on our 40 acres in the middle. We ain't going to never get it. And reparation and all that, man, it's crazy how this world coming in, coming to an end. I believe it is coming to an end, and revelation really, really revealing itself. Some people might not believe it in the Bible, but, hey, I was brought up in the Bible, even though I did my wicked ways or whatever, but I still kept God first in my life. But the way society is and the way the government doing uh, people wrong, this is what we go get. And I feel sooner or later this wrath of God is coming about. The little shorty that got, uh, that's going to be traumatized, right? Little baby in the back yeah. watching her people get shot. The way they dragged that, I've seen it on the news, the way they dragged that car away from it and everything like it got shot in the back of the window. And that's sad, man. Some people are like, well, we never happened in our community. You know, we not mad. You can get it everywhere, just like I say. Remember I said, man, your own business raving the other day? Yeah. Right there downtown, when that guy choked that boy, choked that white man. You ain't had no business even saying nothing to the dude. He made a wrong turn, let him, you know gather himself back up. He made a wrong turn. Even though he was wrong or whatever, some people be, you know, out of state of mind. You you talking reckless to me. You need to mind your business. So he got out and did what he did. He choked him to death, strangled him. Dude probably was messed up or had some type of substance in his body or whatever. They all, they killed him because strangulation. Man, whatever. Y'all say whatever y'all want. But if it was on the other foot, yeah, being cool or whatever. That's why I don't. It's crazy how society is. So Queen, dude, I gotta go. just huh? I gotta go. My fault for preaching. <laughs> I taught you to mock her. I appreciate right. you, twin. Have a great day, Miss Nettie. How you doing? Oh, greetings to you from beautiful Lincoln Heights. How you doing today, Raven? I'm doing pretty good, Miss Nettie. Raven Monday, and I want to say to. The real Terrence Howard on the ones and twos. And to twin, thank you, baby, for coming on. And I just got to say this to you. Thank you for what, you, oh, my God. I'm going to say it one more time. Thank you for filling in for Lincoln Beware. And um, also I want to say this to the council downtown and to everybody that 
council needs one, more than one term to do what they got to do so they can show you what they really got to do. Okay, so Jan Michelle, no, Jan, how am I saying that right? Jan Michelle Lemon Kearney. Yes, ma'am. How you doing, girl? And I want to say hello to Scotty Johnson. Oh, I forgot to say, Miss Nettie, I need you to cuss out Terrence Howard because he was acting up yesterday. Was he acting up? He was acting up. Terrence, sweetheart, get it together, baby. All right, baby. Oh, my God. It, <laughs> it, I'll, do, I'll do whatever you say. Hey, I, I love this girl. Oh, my God. She's growing. I put it like that. She's growing. And, honey, keep it up. Keep on growing, okay? And to Sharon Ware or the lady walking, talking to Lincoln Ware, you picked the right one, baby. Now y'all have a blessed and beautiful day. You too, Miss Nettie. That did not go how I thought it was going to go. She was supposed to read you for filth, and it just was filthy. Let me go to this break. <laughs> Call me at 513-749-1230 if you want to talk to me. I got some other news to talk about. Jesus, it's 1230 a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. <laughs> Twelve thirty a.m. The buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You are listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him is Raven Mundy, and I got to tell you about the five one three relief bus. The five one three relief bus is rolling through Hamilton County, providing services residents can really use. They're also delivering no cost resources that provide stability and connects people to county services. The 513 Relief Bus overcomes barriers. You can find out more information by going to 513relief.org. And tomorrow, they will be at the Hirsch Recreation Center in Avondale from 10 a.m. till 1 p.m. And then next Tuesday, they'll be there Tuesday, October 31st at North College Hills Senior Center from 10 until 3. So tomorrow, they'll be in Avondale at the Hirsch Recreation Center, 10 a.m. to 1 and then Tuesday, uh, North College Hills Senior Center from 10 to 3. Um, but yeah, if you need those services again, that website is 513relief.org. I'm getting into some more news. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, Let's see. Do I want to go local or national? Mm, um, oh, I want to talk about this. And hopefully uh, OG Freddie is listening because I want his thoughts. Local union president reacts after the UAW reaches tentative agreement with Ford. The United Auto Workers Union said yesterday it has reached a tentative contract agreement with Ford that could be a breakthrough toward ending the nearly six-week-old strikes against Detroit automakers. According to the Associated Press, that four-year deal, which still has to be approved by 57,000 union members at the company, could bring a close to the union's series of strikes at targeted factories run by Ford, General Motors, Jeep Maker, and Jeep Maker Stellantis. I think that's how you say that. The Ford deal could set the pattern for agreements with the other two automakers, General Motors and Stellantis, although no other agreements were announced. President of the local chapter of the UAW, 863 Todd Turner returned to or reacted rather to the tentative agreement last night. He said it is the biggest contract he has seen in his 25 years at the Ford Motor Company. 
He said he will be a part of a group heading to Detroit on Sunday and meet with the national negotiators who will roll out the tentative agreement with the Ford Council votes on bringing the agreement to membership. Turner said it is unknown what day local members will be able to vote on the agreement, but he added that they will have the opportunity to ask questions to the national negotiators and answer any questions that arise. Just last week, an additional 360 layoffs connected to the UAW strike were announced at the Sharonville Ford plant that came after an initial 300 people were laid off at the plant and 8,000 people went on strike at the Kentucky Ford truck plant in Louisville. Turner said Wednesday that those laid off workers will be going back to work, but he said he does not know when that will happen just yet. He says we hope sooner than later, obviously, but how that timeline will play out, we don't know yet. He does expect to have local members who are in agreement with the tentative deal and those who aren't in agreement. He says that's their choice. They have to do what's right for themselves and their family, and I'm in full support of that. So hopefully we might see an end to this strike. OG Freddie, if you listen, I'd love to hear your thoughts about how you feel about it. And I'm kind of curious about what some of the details are about this deal. Because I don't know much about, like, I'll just be honest. I don't know much about the UAW. I don't know much about um, why unions are, like, a, such a big deal. Like, I, I understand the concept of union is to protect laborers and workers from a lot of the things that we talk about when we talk about big business and how they treat, you know, employees and their wages and safety and stuff i know at one point in this country unions were a must because you know the 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 people who own these big companies like ford and stuff they were mistreating their workers and so workers banded together and creating unions to protect themselves so you know i'm i probably need to do a whole lot more research to fully understand you know stuff like this but i'm curious about you know some of the terms of this deal and, and why the strike was carried out in the first place but if you have thoughts, 513-749-1230 is the number to get on board. Also in the news, want to talk about, okay, so I wanted to talk about this yesterday, but I never got around to it. Social media is really like becoming a, a, a problem. It's, it's It's been a problem for a while now, but it's, it's, it's starting to, to get some some legal action. Dozens of U.S. states, including California and New York, are currently suing Meta Platforms, Inc., excuse me, for harming young people's mental health and contributing the youth mental health crisis by knowingly designing features on Instagram and Facebook that addict children to its platforms. A lawsuit filed by 33 states in federal court in California claims that Meta routinely collects data on children under age 13 without their parents' consent in violation of federal law. In addition, nine attorneys general or nine attorneys, yeah, nine attorneys general are filing lawsuits in their respective states, bringing the total number of states taking action to 41 and Washington, D.C. This uh, statement is from Meta has. Okay, so this is in the formal complaint. It says Meta has harnessed powerful and unprecedented technologies to entice engage and ultimately ensnare youth and teens its motive is profit and in seeking to maximize its financial gains meta has repeatedly misled the public about the substantial dangers of its social media platforms it has concealed the ways in which these platforms exploit and manipulate its most vulnerable uh, consumers teenagers and children the suit seeks financial damages and restitution and an end to meta's practices that are in violation of the law this is from New York Attorney General Letitia James. 
In this statement, she says kids and teenagers are suffering from record levels of poor mental health and social media companies like Meta are to blame. Meta has profited from children's pain by intentionally designing its platforms with manipulative features to make children addicted to their platforms while lowering their self-esteem. In a statement, Meta said it shares the attorney general's commitment, providing teens with safe, positive experiences online and have already introduced over 30 tools to support teens and their families. They say we're disappointed that instead of working productively with companies across the industry to create clear age appropriate standards for the many apps teen you teens use, the attorneys general have chosen this path. So it's a basically a big long article kind of talking about some of the downfalls of having young children on social media platforms. And here's the thing, if I'm not mistaken for, and I could be wrong, but I could have swore that most social media platforms, when you sign up for them, you like the, in, in, in the terms of service, I think it does say, I could be wrong, but I think in the terms of service, it does say that you have to be at least 13 years or older. But of course, we all know that, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. There are plenty of young, very young children who use social media you I come across them sometimes especially on TikTok TikTok is like running rampant with like very small kids like I'm like well below the age of 13 who have whole TikTok accounts and they make little TikTok videos and stuff like that that's mostly where I see like the youngest of kids but I've seen it on like Instagram I don't really much see it on Facebook no more Facebook has kind of become like for for lack of a better you know expression for older folks for my generation um, we really don't even congregate on Facebook as much as we used to my generation I think started off with like like the older the oldest of the millennial generation they were on like MySpace and when Twitter first popped they were on Twitter and then we migrated from MySpace to Facebook and then we migrated a lot of us migrated from Facebook to Instagram and Twitter and stayed on Twitter as Twitter grew now it's X but I still call it Twitter but, you know, Facebook is more so for, like, people's mamas and aunties and uncles and, and like, the the occasional interaction with somebody from high school, stuff like that. I don't really see a whole lot of kids on Facebook anymore, although I'm sure kids do still have Facebook pages. But all that being said, you know, I've talked about how detrimental social media can be to your health. I've talked about that before. We all know this. We all are aware, are aware of this. But I think how how much of the responsibility is it on a parent how much of this responsibility falls in your hands as a parent if you realize that social media is making your child you know depressed or or giving your child you know unreal expectations for their appearance or their body or whatever the case may be if you're if social media is taking that much of an effect on your child why not just remove your child from social media why not just you know do a better job of checking to make sure that they are not actively on social media. Like, I don't think that's a, a hard feat to accomplish. I think it's going to take a lot more footwork on the, on the, on the, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a parent. I don't have no children. So I can't, I, I don't, I can't fully tell you how to like make sure your child is not on social media, but I would think that there are certain things that you can do. I don't know. Parents call me and tell me. If you have a child who is currently on social media, number one, are you fearful for, you know, the things that they pick up? Have you seen a difference in your child, you know, 
because of social media and what steps are you taking to combat some of these things because they're saying that it's the reason it's the main reason why kids mental health is like jacked up right now i think it's probably a lot bigger than that i don't think it's just social media although i do think it has a part in it but i think it's more than that and i don't think you can just make you know meta who was responsible for facebook and instagram by the way but i don't think you can just make meta fully responsible for your child's mental health state something about that that just don't sit right but call me 513-749-1230 to share your thoughts i gotta go to this break when i come back i'll talk to esteban and whoever else wants to talk to me it's 12 30 a.m the buzz of cincinnati your talk station mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the mccrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. a.m. the buzz of cincinnati your talk station you are listening to the link aware show for the for him is raven mundy i'm going to the phone to talk to esteban how you doing today esteban I'm, I'm fine raven how about yourself pretty good yeah hey i have to compliment you i have seen your growth leap and bounds you are really turning into um, uh, a junior uh, lincoln <laughs> with your journalism yeah thank you absolutely. um you hit on a couple of subject uh, the last one you were talking about with the uh, the lawsuit going against the social media companies yes. and uh, I asked the same thing myself I mean it's almost like the parents are responsible for uh, watching or monitoring what kids are seeing and doing online it's almost that parents have advocated their responsibility as being parents and blame me if the kids are messed up it's it's uh, Social media's fault. <laughs> so mm. that is uh, something. I just think people uh, are litigious. Even government, they look for ways to, to sue somebody. And obviously, you know, these major companies are the big behemoths, you know, that are, you know, as far as in that industry is concerned. So 
those are the ones going to get sued. So um, I agree with you. I think parents should be uh, more involved in being parents instead of letting social media raise their kids. I, I, I think it's also, I don't mean to cut you off, but I also think that, like, again, I might, I might ruffle some feathers by saying this, but I also think that a lot of people are just way too comfortable putting the screen in front of their kid these days. Like, I remember when I came up in the generation of parents who were, like, afraid to have their kids sit in front of a screen all day. Like, I remember, you know, I didn't, I didn't, have, my, I didn't have my first cell phone until I was, like... I want to say it's 13. And even yeah. then it wasn't like one of these smartphones where you could, where you had a whole computer in your hand. It was like a, a Nokia brick. I, all I could do with that phone was play snake. <laughs> I couldn't do too much of nothing else with that phone. By the time I did get my first smartphone, I was well into my teenage years. And yeah. even then, like it wasn't much for me to do with that phone because the internet, although it was vast at the time, there weren't as many like places or outlets for me as a teenager to, be partaking into too much of anything else. Maybe like later on in my teenage years when I got on Facebook and, you know, I know AOL chat rooms were a thing for one time. I was never doing that because I didn't know too much about it because I came into owning devices later in life. So I think that's part of it. But I also just think that like, like for instance, I have two, I have a, ne- I have a niece and a nephew. They're a year apart. They're, they are five and six. They have almost been in front of a smartphone since like two years old. Like, they both have their own devices. They both have, like, access to things like YouTube, to things like TikTok and stuff like that. And, like, as an auntie who grew up in that generation of my grandma being like, hey, you've been on that computer too long. Get a gone head and go outside. Or you've been on that computer too long. Go on and do something else. Go read a book. Do something else. It just, it is kind of jarring for me to just sit and watch them for hours on end be totally, like, just in, in, enraptured by a screen. And I know it's the time we live in because most of everything that we do is is based on the Internet these days. But it just it it gives me a sense of of I don't this don't feel right. But I ain't nobody's mama or nobody's daddy. So I can't tell my sisters or anybody how to raise their kid. But I do feel like Mm -hmm. it's a problem. Like, I do feel like we talk about all the time that kids don't go outside and play no more. It's because a lot of parents have become comfortable with having devices be the only source of entertainment that their children have. And so it kind of makes sense that, yeah, if they own social media all day, content that's typically targeted, supposed to be targeted for adults, once it comes across their timeline or whatever, it can cause them to have certain feelings and emotions about certain things that they shouldn't even be thinking about it at, at that young of an age. And it can contribute to mental health. But I also don't think that that is Meta's fault. I don't think that's the Facebook's or Instagram's fault. Well, it, 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 it's marketing. It's marketing. I, I have a background in marketing and advertising. And, and as you know, if you're online, if you're searching for something, the algorithms are going to pick up what you're looking at, and then they're going to start feeding you that content. If you're looking for shoes, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you see a bunch of ads on shoes or hats or cars or whatever it might be. But there's there's a history behind this, though. It's, if you go all the way back to, I think, with the 50s when – Elvis Presley and people like that, rock and roll, you know, that was detrimental to people. Um, And then you go to the video game era, era, you know, with the violence, all the violence on the video game. So, so it's always something that is going to be there. And uh, that's, that's not going to change. But I I wanted to also address the shooting situation up in, in Maine. I think you had, 
asked White Lion about that, and obviously uh, you didn't get the response. Well, he wasn't willing to give you, you know, any you know constructive feedback on your question. But this is a perfect example of the red the red flag law that that the uh, Republicans and the NRA because the man had mental issues and. Being, you know, the fact that he had all these weapons, actually, he was an instructor and, you yeah. know, very heavily involved in, in weapons. Mm-hmm. Why not take his weapons away from him while he's struggling with his mental health? And not saying that he can't get those back, you know, at some period of time, that he demonstrates that he's better. But that was a perfect example of a common sense law that would have prevented what just happened the other day. But nobody wants to do that. All right, but aren't there laws on the books surrounding like mental health and gun ownership? I think I, I could be wrong, but I thought that there was something on the books surrounding that. It might not be like, and that's the thing too, because somebody could, if, even if there was like a law on the books that required a mental health evaluation before you were able to purchase a firearm, you could pass at that moment in time. But if something I don't know triggers you after the fact, after you've already become a gun owner, then how do you rectify that situation? Well, they have been trying to put forth, once again, common sense laws. You know, obviously, you know, the gun lobbyists, they fight They fight against And I know what they're thinking is, if you start giving an inch, the next thing is yeah. be a pile. Yeah. So they want to prevent that from going further. But most Americans, if you look at the polls, most Americans want common sense gun reform. And the politicians who are in the pockets, the lobbyists will not move forward with that. But the other thing about all that is the Constitution, they talk about the Second Amendment, your right, the right to bear arms yes. and all that sort of thing. The Constitution, when it was written, it wasn't nothing but white folks here in this country. You know, I mean, it was us. We were slaves at the time. Even white women didn't have the right. So it's all about white men and not you know, and so they feel, in my opinion, there's an absolute right for them to do anything that they want. The Constitution doesn't apply to anyone else. And I'll give you a case in point about that. We have a, a, a guy here locally. I think he was part of a black militia. I don't know whether you're familiar with that. I, I but, believe so. Uh, yeah. I can't think of his name, but he did get arrested. I remember that. He got arrested, you know. So, I mean, if you got open carry, you got concealed carry, had all these, you know, freedoms, so to speak, but as soon as black folks start exercising their constitutional rights, first thing they want to do is take it away. And that goes all the way back to what happened to the Black Panthers in California when Ronald Reagan was the governor. Because they were going, you know, hey, you know, I can, you know, I have open carry, you know, it's everybody's right to do so. His name was Grandmaster Jay. Yes. As soon as they started you know, taking weapons to the state house. all of a sudden they wanted to change the laws. So all I'm saying is with all this is that the Constitution, white folks, particularly white men, it's an absolute right on, on everything, even the guns. And even if you, just like, for example, if Barack Obama did what Donald Trump had did, Barack Obama would be locked up already. It wouldn't have been no yeah. trials or anything like that. He would already be in jail. So 
we have to understand the country we live in and what the rights are and, and who they're for. And obviously, you know, we just have to do what we can to try to, you know, make it inclusive for everyone. But we see who it really is for. And that's part of the problem that we see today. White folks are, are hesitant to put on any type of restrictions on white people, particularly white males. I don't disagree with you, Esteban. I appreciate your call. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Bye bye. Um, yeah, he made a lot of valid points. Um, a question though, and this is not to say that I disagree. I'm just asking a question. But I, I know a lot of times when we talk about stuff like this and we talk about the Constitution, a lot of times we as black people, we say, well, when, you know, when the Constitution was written, you know, black people were not taken into consideration when the Constitution was written. You know, are uh, are we were not seen as, you know, citizens or even human. We were three fifths of a person. That's true. That's that's 100 percent true. Also want to to also remind us, though, that when the Constitution was written, it was written by a group of white men. So white women were still at that time not considered like like fully righted citizens. White women, you know, there's the, the terminology used in the Constitution typically refers to men. So I, I think that, you know, in some ways, making that, you know, I guess pointing that out, it's kind of like I get the sentiment behind it because it, while it is true. And it also does explain why, you know, women still have a lot, a long way to go as far as a lot of the equity that we are still fighting for currently. I also think that. We have to like because that's that's the reason for amendments and stuff like that. Like, that's why we have the the 13th Amendment and, and you know, different things like that. I think that. To just outright, you know. Disregard the Constitution in general is kind of I don't know if that's effective as we think it would be. I think what would probably work better is for us to continue amending it until it looks like a Constitution that everybody can identify with rightfully so that everybody can use as a guidebook as a manual for what citizenship in America looks like I understand that when it was originally written we were not taken into consideration I, I understand and not only understand but agree with that sentiment but I think that again we just cannot afford to abandon it and, and start from scratch all over again I think what would probably be best is to continue amend it to amend it and continue to make additional, you know, constitutional rights and amendments to it or adding constitutional rights and amendments to it so that everybody who can call who is born in America and calls himself an American citizen can benefit from it. That's all. I, I just I, I, I think we kind of do ourselves a disservice when we say, well, it wasn't written for us anyway. OK. We know this. We understand this. There were a lot of people left out of the original draft. But that's what amendments are for. I'm going to go to this break. When I come back, if you want to call me and talk to me, 513-749-1230 is the number. And I'll talk about some more news. It's 1230 AM, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. 
a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You are listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him is Raven Mundy. And somebody just dropped some tea in the Facebook live chat because I had no idea this was even going on. And apparently it's been happening since Monday. Dwight Howard has denied sexual assault allegations. Former NBA star Dwight Howard has denied sexual assault and battery allegations filed against him earlier this year and asked the court to dismiss a civil lawsuit he is facing in Georgia. In court documents obtained by ESPN, Howard said Monday that he engaged in consensual sexual activity with a man named Stephen Harper during a July 2021 encounter at Howard's Georgia residence. Howard denied that he caused any injury to Harper. In the original complaint filed in July, Harper's lawyer said he and Howard first began corresponding over direct messages on Instagram in May of 21 with Harper initiating the exchange. Harper accused Howard of sexually assaulting him at Howard's home during the subsequent July 21 encounter. Harper's attorney, Olga Ismailova, says we fully anticipated Mr. Howard to raise the issue of consent in his answer. Harper's complaint also accused Howard of, quote, intentional infliction of emotional distress and false imprisonment. Howard's response denied those allegations. One of Howard's attorneys, Justin Bailey, told to ESPN, what was a private consensual encounter was made public for profit, and Mr. Howard looks forward to bringing the truth to light in a court of law. The allegations against Mr. Howard are contested. Mr. Howard intends to present the truth. The truth is Mr. Howard blocked Mr. Harper on social media and then was confronted with two options pay to protect his reputation, or have a fabricated story made public. Despite being an easy target due to the subject matter and his status as a celebrity, Mr. Howard chose to trust in the justice system and will rely on all future court filings to speak for themselves. Harper's complaint includes screenshots of alleged Instagram exchanges between Harper and Howard from 2021, along with an Uber receipt of Harper's trip to Howard's residence on the night of the encounter. Harper went to police a year later, According to a July 2022 incident report from the Gwinnett County Police Department, which was obtained by ESPN, and no charges were filed. This report was made following Mr. Harper being blocked on social media and after the first demand for payment was rejected. In Georgia, the statute of limitations for filing this type of civil lawsuit is two years from the date of incident. Ismailova says we had some independent investigation to conduct and Mr. Harper had some private factors to consider before we all felt ready to proceed with the lawsuit. Howard, 37, last played in NBA in 2021-22 with launch, the Los Angeles Lakers, blah, blah, blah. Sports, sports, sports. Um, I had no idea this was happening. And apparently it's been happening for a while now. Like, I had no idea. It is a, a crazy situation. And it kind of sucks because... One thing, one thing that I, I I understand is that when you are a public figure, and you are, you have you know in the public eye you have been presented a certain way. I know especially for a, a for a professional athlete when it comes to the topic of your sexuality, 
It is controversial when it is anything other than heteronormative, which I know somebody, what she mean heteronormative? What does that mean? What is that new newfangled vocabulary she word she just used? Oh, here she go with them words that that she keep assigning like y'all for whatever reason y'all lost y'all mind when the first time I said cisgender and every time I say cisgender, y'all lose it. I'm I'm assuming heteronormative is gonna be one of those words, which let me just go ahead and define it. What does heteronormative mean? Heteronormative is a term that refers to basically the society as we know it. Um, heteronormative is basically the the assumption that most people are heterosexual. It is kind of a, a, a perspective, a worldview that we have been conditioned to have because we live in a mostly heteronormative society where you kind of assume that a person is heterosexual until they say otherwise or they display their sexuality or their gender expression as anything other. That's all it means. It, it ain't, it's not like a, a derogatory term or, you know, a label. It just describes the fact that most people assume that most other people are heterosexual and that the things that they do or in the way they present themselves is as a heterosexual person. That's all it means. It refers to that assumption. But um, as I was saying, in in when it comes to the 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 position or the 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 status of a famous you know professional athlete we tend to assume that most of these men i ain't gonna say women i'll just say for men we tend to assume that they are mostly heterosexual men at least i do and so when it comes to you know any kind of sexual exploration or discovery of themselves they tend to want to keep that on the low for lack of a better expression on the down low because they know that if they openly explore their sexuality it's going to become a whole thing a whole controversy like it's going to be a big deal and it's probably going to take away from what they do as a profession which is be a professional athlete a lot of a lot of professional athletes don't want to really take the focus too much off of what they do for a living because it's how they make their money, it's how they get endorsements, it's how they provide for themselves and for their families. And so I would much rather just explore my sexuality in secret before I even if I even ever want to announce that I'm I'm questioning my sexuality. So I'm I'm assuming that this is what the mindset was for Dwight Howard you know he found himself attracted to men and was exploring that and somebody took advantage somebody saw an opportunity to make some money and took advantage now I'm I I don't like I literally just found out about this so I don't have no opinion on whether or not this person is lying or not I wouldn't be shocked but I can't say that I, I I know for a fact or I even have any kind of inkling or feeling that what they claim it happened didn't happen. This person claims that they showed up for a situation that they felt was consensual based on the information and the context that they were given about it. And when they got there, the situation was different. Somebody was there that they didn't expect to be there. And instead of being able to safely, you know, deny the sexual advances of Howard and whoever this other person was, this person felt like they were under some pressure and they kind of had to do whatever was necessary to leave this situation in a safe way. We've heard women say that before about being in certain situations with, you know, a person who has a position of power is, you know, intimidation and, 
especially in the workplace sometimes you hear a lot of women say that well I work in this particular workplace where the powers that be kind of have control of how my career is going to go or how my you know trajectory in my career is going to go and if I didn't succumb to their sexual intimidation or their pressures I might have risked losing my livelihood similarly in this way um you know if you feel like you are not physically able to fend yourself off from this professional athlete or whoever this other person is or if you feel like you are just in a situation where you don't have enough control to be able to walk away or you know you just feel unsafe you feel pressured you might end up begrudgingly taking part in a sexual act that you never want to take part in that's what this person is claiming happened i was under pressure i didn't feel safe to just leave and walk away and you know some things happened and now i want justice oh lord jesus i just i don't know i I just had no idea this was happening and i don't even know how i didn't know this was happening but i had no idea i hope that you know if this is a situation where somebody is just looking for a come up i hope dwight howard is yeah i hope he receives the justice that he deserves because it is a, a bit of a a s wordy situation to be in and it's it's really s worthy of this person to be trying to take advantage of him in this way if that is in case the fact the facts of the matter and if he did it he deserves to be held accountable i just i, I had no idea this was happening but um i gotta go to this break if you want to call me and talk to me about it 513-749-1230 is the number when i come back i'll talk to blade and jay Wright. it's 12 30 a.m the buzz of cincinnati your talk station Twelve thirty a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You are listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him is Raven Mundy. I'm going straight to the phones to talk to Blade. How you doing, Blade? Yes, Raven. Hey, how are you? This is Blade. Hey, how's it going, Raven? Hey, I wanted to chime in on the conversation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the young man that spoke and um, it was talking about the past about uh, what the um, Panther Party done and this and that, whatever, whatever. That's cool and all, but what about right now? Um, I think, this is my opinion, black people still want to save America. We know all their laws. We know all their history. But what about now? Um, I know we're going to talk about uh, uh, the Constitution went for us, this and that, whatever. What about now? I don't care what the Constitution said, and I don't care what the Panther done. Uh, get your guns, get your bullets, learn how to shoot and protect yourself. Because all this talking and this government, they're not, they're not going to save you. And they won't save you. Because I, I understand we got a quote and we cite sources from media, but who to say media is really telling us the truth of what's really going on, or what really happened? Um, People are getting killed every day here, and they're just telling us the main events. What about the ones they're not telling us about? So, uh, like uh, Lincoln said, you know, we, we all need to keep our heads on a swivel. That, that's good. We can quote what happened, what the Panthers did. Uh, what the Panthers did, they shouldn't have done it. Because 
always feel, I know this is going to shake everybody, all these people they put in, for, uh, in front of us, the Panthers and all these people, they was trained by the government. So once they do something, we all have to suffer. Um, I'm not going to suffer. Uh, I'm not going to turn my guns in and this and that and whatever. But what I can tell y'all, get ready, because it's going to be more blood. Yeah. Hey, have a good one. Appreciate your call, Blake. I really don't have any response to the, to what you said because it all sounded like a bunch of nonsense. But you're entitled to your opinion, so I appreciate you for calling and sharing it. Going back to the phones. Jay Wright, how you doing? Raven, I want to thank you for being in the studio. It's a pleasure to listen to you, boy. Listen to you uh, give us that youth perspective. I say that every time I call. Uh, I really do appreciate you. And I'm glad you just kind of did a Al Sharpton on the last call. He said, thank you for your call and not, not comment. Because I don't know what where in the hell. What, yeah, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what you could have said to that. It wasn't worth it. So moving right along. <laughs> okay, absolutely. You know, Raven, I do want to <clears throat> mention the cisgender thing that you mentioned. Yeah. That you that that you brought to the radio audience. Um, I don't even know how uh, I was the one who brought it to the radio uh, audience or the buzz listeners because it's every, it's well, everywhere. But. Well, it's you you brought it to us. I got it from you. I never heard it before. Okay, so. Um, I I, I want to say I put that in the same context of the term organic. Like growing up as a kid, I never ever heard of the organic anything, mm. right? So I, I can't. I refuse today to eat anything organic because I didn't grow up on it. So I don't want to use the term cisgender because I never heard that till a couple months ago, and that mm. was from you. Um, but moving right along, let me get into something. I'm gonna say something to you before you move you along. Know, though you kind of just. I pro- it's probably gonna be some people who like don't like it, but you kind of you kind of just just did something there with that statement about organic. Would would women would would cisgendered women or women who identify as female from birth would we feel better about being called organic women? And would that be offensive to trans women? Because you know they they can't stand when you when you call yourself a biological woman. That's like offensive to them these days. I wonder if they would be offended if you if if women began to call themselves organic women. That's a very mm. interesting concept, but continue. I'm, I'm gonna be thinking well, about that, but continue. No, don't don't think about it, Raven. Please, whatever you do. <laughs> um, okay, now now, that, the white guy that called earlier. I'm not a, I'm not gonna call him the name. You guys call him whatever you guys call. Raven, uh, let, let, let's look at let's look at America, right? And let's look at the population of America. Is it all your life? Have you always said it's always been said to you? We make up about twelve to thirteen percent of the population. Is that about correct? You said what now? We we make up about twelve to thirteen percent of the population. Has that always been a number uh, that uh, you've been familiar with? According to yes, according to years and years of of statistics that I have not, I have yet to read myself. But yeah, I've heard that before. Okay, so now given that right, okay, let's put ten people in in in, in a room. Uh, uh, let's just say because we only make up twelve percent for the white guy to call earlier, and that that, that statistically. Um, have no idea of, of, of anything, obviously. That means, that means, by sheer numbers, there are more white people on food stamps than there is black people. There are more crimes committed by whites against whites than there ever will be against blacks. There are more white people living in trailers than black people. By sheer numbers, there are more white people that are homeless than black people. There are more white people that are addicted to drugs than black people. There are more white sexual molesters than black people. Just sheer numbers. 
right? So um, to the white guy earlier, just think about that, right? So if you put, you, you're, you're always going to be more dominant because there's more you than there is of us. Anything you use as it relates to us in comparison, I have never in my life, Raven, heard of statistics that's favorable to black people. This is true. Uh, well, I, don't think I think the only one I can remember is the one that says that black women are the most college educated. That's really the only one that ever comes to mind. Okay, well, I, I, I like that one, and I'll accept that one. But we don't typically, do we hear in any media outlets, black people uh, are, are uh, less likely to do. to do. No, no, we are. We, there's no favorable numbers for us. We don't get them, right? And that's just by design. So, um, you know, I also want to say, Raven McCann, you know, you talked about the social media part earlier, right? But, um, and and just, to, just to kind of give a feel for that, I think personally, America, I think we're overworked, right? And I think we have to work hard to manage it and our responsibilities. So I think the parents, um, whether it's a male parent, female parent, I think we have gone to to extremes when it comes to our kids on social media and their accessibility to those tablets and that information, because it kind of gives us a couple hours of, of time to do the things we may not typically get a chance to do. So we may or may not be paying attention, but we know that little, that, that, that little Bobby or, or our little Terrence Howard is, is over there watching, uh, watching, watching that computer. We can see him, but... I'll time yeah, that. but yep. what is the yep. trade-off, Jay? Right, the trade-off apparently is they take they might not be in physical danger, but mentally they are taking hits to their self-esteem. They're taking hits to the way that they view the world. Like you, you kind of have to weigh the trade-off. Well, and I agree with you. I, I mean, I agree with you. It's a, it's a tough balance, but boy, I'm telling you, we just have to work. It just seems like you know, and I, I mean, I'm retired, or I mean, all that, but it just seems that we have to work so hard to manage. Um, today, these days, and it doesn't require us to give those kids the, the, the full attention that they deserve. You know, when you got to work 16, 17 hours, how much time do you have with your kids? You know, so that's, that, that, that's just tough, cause, and that's just to manage the bills. I'll say this about the, about the NRA. I think the NRA, the solution to the NRA addressing any and all issues in relation to guns is, I think, of, of just white people Let's just say we go on a 30-day ban, a 30-day protest where no black people kill each other, and only white people die in 30 days to guns, then might then there might be some uh, something said. Um, if there's no black people kill each other for 30 days, I think we can go as short as 30 days. They will immediately be ready to address gun issues. When I highly doubt it, to be honest with you, but I gotta go. I gotta go, Jay Wright. Thank you. Thank you. Always a good talk. I appreciate your call, Jay Wright. Uh, Dukester, wanted to get you in before the break. How you doing today? <laughs> hey, good morning, Raven, and uh, what's up, Buzz listeners? It's Thursday, but not only Thursday. It's free side Thursday at the Dukester. Now, I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I'd bet that sometime today you're going to get hungry and you're going to want a good nourishing meal, something prepared like Mama Nim used to cook. Well, you'll find that at the Dukester, real home-cooked food starting right now until 7 o'clock tonight. And dine in or carry out, you're going to love your meal at the Duke. Raven on the menu today is our big smothered pork chops with gravy, rice, or check out our baked or deep fried cod fish with smothered cabbage and potato salad. 
Now, today you can get a 10-ounce ribeye steak with collard greens and fried apples. But my pick for today, Raven, is our Oriental Chicken Stir-Fry over a bed of rice. And folks, if you want to try something that's simply delicious, come on by and get you a sample. Have a great day, everybody. Talk at you later, Raven. Appreciate your call, Dukester. Um, I get where Jay Wright was coming from. But this whole NRA thing. But I I just don't, I don't believe. Even if we were some miraculous way able to just put a ceasefire on black people killing another, uh, like a black person killing another black person for 30 whole days. Even if we were able to achieve something like that, I still don't think that would be the push needed for gun control. Truthfully. I think if nothing else it would somehow get twisted and turned to still being our fault <laughs> it or it was still like because you have to consider the systems in place the systems in place are are and will only ever be to if, if we don't do our part to change it will ever only be to advance white supremacy and i think that the same issues we face now with 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 dealing with that issue are the same issues we would face if we were to somehow be able to achieve this 30-day ceasefire. It would no longer be about crimes committed and it would probably fully shift towards the right to bear arms. That would be the main argument. It would no longer be about, well, you know, you would you wouldn't have that foothold in in wanting to combat, you know, crimes committed with guns. It would fully be about well, the Constitutional says that I have a right to bear arms. Like, it would just never turn out the way that we would hope it would it would turn out. I just don't see that happening. But if you have, have, have your thoughts about it, the number to call is 513-749-1230. And we can discuss it if you want to. It's 1230 AM, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Twelve thirty a.m. The buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You're listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him is Raven Mundy. I'll be here tomorrow as well, and Lincoln will be back on Tuesday because on Monday you will be listening to the great, the real Terrence Howard. I'm um, also won't be doing my show to, uh, on Saturday because I am moving, and the movers are going to be there at nine a.m. My show starts at nine a.m., so I just won't have the time. But I will join you again next Saturday for the wrap up. And I'll be doing another interview for my Names to Know in Cincinnati series. And it will be with the great Iris Rowley. So tune into that next Saturday the 4th for Names to Know in Cincinnati on the wrap-up with Raven Monday. I'm going right back to the phones. I believe, who was here first? I wasn't paying no attention. Okay, so uh, that's what I thought. Alrighty, I'm going to go to the phones and talk to Mississippi James. How are you doing today? Oh, Raven, I'm doing okay. Hope you're doing fine today. Hey, I want to speak to uh, Jay Wright. And if I caught him right, I thought he said he don't buy anything organic because he didn't grow up eating organic. And I want to beg the difference. No, we grew up eating organic. It was only after the FDA allowed the large farmers to tamper with all the food and put the chemicals 
the steroids, the antibiotics, the pesticides in there. So they knew the food is so toxic now, and that's when they start marketing. Let's go back to organic and give them natural food and charge them more. So, so it's a nice little thing that they did to make money. But I, right? I've heard that or, even organic these days isn't truly organic. It's true, true. You have to look, you know, you have to read into it what they allow to be in there. So it's not truly. Yeah. It's just so much allowed that in order to be called organic. Mississippi James, can I ask you this? Maybe you might know. If I go, if I get all my produce from the farmer's market, is that even better? Like, I'm I'm sure that's better than getting organic in store, but can I still expect to have still some of those pesticides and things on that, like, produce as well? It it will be, but we're talking about in the quantity, that big business, when they start running, you know, independent farmers out of business Mm -hmm. and everything became big business in the farmer. And they just moved everything along. I mean, even you look at the seeds that you plant now, they got pesticides in the seeds so no yeah. weeds can grow. That's the reason you can buy a box of cornflakes, and, and, and pesticides is in that, just the way they market stuff now. And it's totally different. So to go to say where you can get clean food, you know, without all that, it's hard to say. We're still searching for it. Now, I'll say this next point before I move on, and this concerning Blade. Now, we do have some trouble, you know, in life. But to me, Blade is a cross between Chicken Little and uh, Fear Mongin. You know, he bring out the worst of everything. You don't, I don't see him doing a positive with anything. Every once in a while, he'll give someone a compliment. But himself is all Chicken Little, the sky's falling. Uh, fear monging. We or fear-monging. Or, or in his case, the purge is coming. The, the what's coming? The purge, is, as he calls it. Yeah, yeah, that's his term for it. You're right. Well, okay, I get off and let you have your flow with you today. You're doing a good job. Take care. I appreciate your call, Mrs. B. James. That was actually a pretty good analogy. Blade is our local chicken little. That's funny. Uh, I just wanted to add on to uh, what Mississippi James was saying about the organics. You know, I didn't I I didn't know until last year that the FDA would allow a certain amount of mm-hmm. pesticides on there, not as much as the conventional yeah. crops, but they still allow it on the crops and still call it organic. organic. Yeah, I found that out. Um, my first time going vegan, I found that out because I was trying to like pick better i wasn't just trying to like only do like fruits and vegetables but i was trying to pick better fruits and vegetables because at the time i was making a little bit more money and i could afford to buy organic i ain't gonna say that's you know my my constant reality right now right now i'm kind of in a financial situation where i just gotta take what i can get but when i could afford to buy organic because it does cost more when i could afford to buy to buy organic I started looking into it and I found out that, yeah, what they put, what they label organic in stores is not even truly organic. Like Terrence Howard just said, the FDA does approve a certain amount of, you know, different kinds of pesticides and things and preservatives and things to be added and used in the growing process of organic fruits. And so I I, I was going to ask Mississippi James, is it just better off if everybody just grows their own food? But then like he said, you have to consider, well, if I'm growing my own food, I also have to be very picky about the soil that I use and the and the, you know, the the seeds that I buy, because now these days, even the seeds are being, you know, 
engine or uh what's it called uh genetically uh what's the gmo a genetically modified or engineered to you know ward off like you said weeds and, and bugs and stuff so like how do you truly get organic fruit these days if you can't buy it in the store if you can't get it from the farmer's market if you can't even grow it for yourself how do you truly achieve organic produce i need to, I need to figure that out going back to the phones uh mr ozzy how you doing i'm doing good raven how are you today i'm all right and you hey i'm good but i want to i want to stay real quickly that we lost touch with our ancestors philosophy where elders were the most important part of our being of a people. We respected our elders. And then came crack and our elders, such as myself, let y'all down. We let y'all down bad. And it's up to y'all to now look over our mistakes and think about what we learned from our elders, but yet we refuse to participate in the ongoing structure of black people and the, and the philosophy of black people. And so for the last 40, almost 50 years, we put y'all out there on the island. And I want to say to y'all, y'all have the ability. You can do what you have to do to get back to building a black America, an African-American community right here in America. And as your forefathers and foremothers did, you don't need anybody to build this. You got the strength within yourself to build the America that you want, that you deserve, and you want to pass on. You don't need the man to pass laws to give you reparations. If he does, cool. But if he doesn't, you don't need it. The door is open for you to get your 40 acres in a mule. In our lifetime, there has been a chance where you could have got 40 acres for less than $100,000, and if you would have gave them $100,000, they would have threw in the mule. But it's how hard, how determined, how willing are you to work that land. You talking about food? What would we do with the 40 acres? Let's say 20 of us got us 40 acres. What are you going to do with the 40 acres? Are you going to produce food? Well, we got black farmers right now we can go to that's got 40 acres. Look, y'all were made for this moment. Y'all were made to be able to achieve things that we never dreamed of achieving. But you cannot look to the past 40 years in order to achieve your dreams. Look, if you, gotta, if you wanna look past that, look past that, look to the days when black people were achieving great things, overcoming all of the obstacles that we now put in y'all way and become this great people that y'all can be, that y'all are meant to be this people, to put your, yourself 
and your family ahead of the game that we left you in. And I wish every adult who is my age and 50 and older would apologize to y'all for doing what we did to y'all. Because this isn't the world that we were born in, but this is the world we gave y'all. And I'm sorry that we did it. But I do say, looking at how intelligent y'all are, how strong-willed you are, how determined you are to be uh, entrepreneurs on a street corner, all you need is an N number and an LLC. With your intelligence, you can overcome all of this, and you'll have your 40 acres in the mule. And let's support those black people that's got a, that got 40 acres in the mule. Because they'll feed us right. I, yes, I, I got to go to my top of the hour break. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate your call, though. Thank you. Thank you. I got to go to the top of the hour break. If you want to call me to talk to me, call me at 513-749-1230. It's 1230 a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station.